listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. Hello, this is Hunchy Henry Grays, and welcome to The Way. Um, I have with me today, Great Grandmaster Vic Moore. I'm Grandmaster Moore, are you there? I'm here, yes sir. How you doing, sir? Greetings, greetings. greetings. Doing good. Alrighty. Well, you know... I've been waiting to talk to you for a while now. Hello. You're busy, man. And welcome See to the way. I'm Hunchy Henry Graves, and I'm the owner of Henry Graves Martial Art Academy in Orlando, Florida. And today, as you guys been waiting, we done put the word out there for you. We're going to have on our show today uh, Robert Sugar Crossan, who is a world champion in jiu-jitsu. Um, Robert Crossan, Grandmaster Crossan, you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's, uh, you know, really nice to have you on the show today. And, you know, let's talk about a little bit of something about your art and, you know, how you founded it and why you came up with what you came up with and how you feel about the martial arts and the direction they're going today. Yeah. Okay. Well, as always, anytime I do a seminar or lecture or I travel, you know, first and foremost, I want to give all praises and glory to God for giving us this opportunity to share this knowledge and this time and to be alive in these trying times. So, you know, that's first and foremost. But uh, once again, my name is Robert Sugar Clawson. Sugar or Baby Sugar is the name that was given to me at birth because I look like my uncle Sugar, so they call me Baby Sugar. And my mother thought I was sweet, so I guess that was another. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. That'll work. Yes. Yeah. So just fast forwarding a few years, uh, my father, Reverend James Carson, may he rest in peace, God bless his soul, who was a hand-to-hand combat instructor in the U.S. Army in the uh, late 50s, um, early 50s, I guess, in the 49, 48, and, you know, those years. But uh, he was my first original instructor, my first original and only real hero, and he's the one that started me off in the martial arts at age three. I uh, I would see him working on some kicks and punches, and I would try to emulate it. And he would tell me, "Do this, do that," and I would practice or try to, uh, you know, imitate. And I can remember the very first technique, which was like a scissor leg takedown that he taught me when I was three years old. Now, if I can't remember anything else. I remember that technique, and for some reason, the Creator has blessed me, whereas I'm able to have somewhat of a photographic memory when it comes to techniques. So if I see something, I can repeat the move, or I can tell you what you did, especially at this stage. So I started at three, under the guidance of my father. Years later, when I turned about seven, I uh, wound up going to a... uh, after school center called Good Shepherd, and I trained in Shotokan under uh, Sensei Bill Green and Sensei William Seely. And uh, actually, they were students of Grandmaster George Cofield, who was known as the father, well, I w- I'll say the black father of karate at that time. So I studied. Shotokan for a variety of years. I continued to study and train, but I met Dr. Moses Powell when I was around eight years old. And I actually went to a demonstration. I saw Dr. Powell and uh, Soke Little John, which at the time was called Sensei Moses Powell and Sensei. 
and say Little John, but now it's Great Grandmaster Powell or Dr. Powell. But in any event, um, I saw this demonstration and it just fascinated me so much because even though I enjoyed the Shulikon Karate, I always like flipping and trying new things. So this was something new and innovative where I could roll, I could jump, I could turn, and I could add my kicks and blocks. It was fascinating to me, so I uh, asked Dr. Powell after the demonstration if I could come and train. He laughed. He thought I was joking because at the time, there wasn't really many kids training in the martial arts. And uh, he thought I was, you know, just joking. He said, come on down to the school and, uh, you know, and watch the class and we'll see. But when I came down, I watched. And I uh, said, so what do you think? He said, this is a pretty tough class. I told him, I said, no, I can handle it. So anyway, long story short, he gave me an opportunity. And to his surprise, I was, I was very attentive. I was focused. And, uh, you know, I basically uh, became a very good student because I always was enthused about learning. So um, I... Uh, had the opportunity to train with Dr. Powell uh, for many, many, many years. I've traveled with him internationally uh, as well as locally uh, at Suzuki during uh, demonstrations. Sometimes we would travel to, say, like uh, uh, Trinidad. We'll do a demonstration there at 12 o'clock, and then we would fly to St. Vincent. We'll do a demonstration there at 4 o'clock, and then do another one at 7. And at that time, they didn't have match. At that time, they didn't have all this safety gear and all that stuff. You know, you either learn how to fall, or you learn how to get broken up. So you learned the proper way how to fall, first of all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I learned how to fall. I learned uh, strikes, blocks, and I learned what it was like to get hit, you know, the reality hit me. And Dr. Powell said to me one time, he said, uh, you're either going to be good or you're going to be dead or you're going to be good and dead. <laughs> you know, I said, I'm going to study settle for good, sir. Yeah. So at age, at age 17, he took me on a tour throughout the Caribbean. And then after that, we went throughout the United States, you know, years to come. And then throughout uh, South America and various uh, countries and uh, it was myself and Soke Littlejohn who is a well-renowned legend who is one of the true forefathers of this so-called ultimate fighting because uh, Soke Littlejohn and Tari Cassell in the 70s they fought at the garden and it was anything goes and uh, it was really Kung Fu versus uh, Karate and Jiu Jitsu and uh, it was one of the most dynamic fights that you would ever see. And later on, UFC came along, but uh, that's a whole other story. I got so much to say, but we can't get it all in this session. Yeah, I, I know. You know, I would need like five hours to talk with you and pick your head. Well, you know, I know by, by you know, traveling with you a little bit, too, and, and working with you a little bit, coming up in New York and visiting you and things like that. I've seen your classes, and with all of your classes, man, it seemed to be you guys was going to another level of, you know, jiu-jitsu. I mean, I've seen some things that you did that you guys did that really blow my mind. I remember getting a tape from you 
or a CD from you some years back. I think it was 2011 or seven or something like that. And I have never seen anyone. And I do mean this. And that's including Bruce Lee or whoever you want. Jet Lee could move and impress me. I didn't think that that was actually possible. Some of the things I've seen. And, you know, over the years when I got to know you and, you know, the humbleness of how you carry yourself with all that, you know, it's, it's like um, someone told me, you know, grandmasters do stuff like grandmasters. They don't do it like, you know, first degree black belts. And you, you know, you really embolage that term, a grandmaster. And, you know, it's a privilege. You've been my friend. And also, you know, we talked over years. But I, I like to know something now that you, you know, you're getting older. I hate to say that word. I just say the mature. How do you feel? How do you look at training? How do you attack training? How do you think about mindset with training, you know, for these young cats out there that think it's all muscle and I'm young and I'm still revelant and things like that? What do you got to say to that, Grandmaster? Well, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't always go to the strongest, right? But uh, I think if you are correct in your training and you're true to your training, then it should represent that you get better. And it's going to be a point when you reach a so-called physical peak Whereas maybe the kicks are not going to get any higher. Maybe they won't get any faster. But they'll still be sharp. And maybe sharper than most of the average so-called, I was going to say, individuals uh, who are supposedly on your level. But um, I see it as, you know, it's a blessing. Because getting older, as people say, oh, I don't want to get old. Well, what do you want to do? Die young? Hey, What's the option, right? <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. The, yeah. So you, the, the thing is, you got to keep moving, just like in boxing, keep moving, keep moving, keep punching. In the martial arts, you never stop training. You're always a student. You're always growing, and that's my perspective. And I love training. I know guys that said, "Oh, I, I've been involved in martial arts for 35, 40 years. They've been involved. So has their wife." who brought the kids to karate school for 35 years or worked at a karate school and she never taught maybe, but and maybe she did. But for the most part, what I'm saying is because you started the martial arts say, in 1969, everybody can't claim today, oh, I've been doing the martial arts since 1969. Maybe they started in 69. They stopped in 71. Yeah. They started training back in 2020, 2019, and they claim that I've been training since then. And since I've been training that long, I deserve to be seven degrees not good enough. I think I'll just go with the grandmaster. And no one else is going to recognize this or approve it, so I'm going to create my own system. The do your own thing system, and so you know you got so many grandmasters. You got more grandmasters now than uh, uh, oh man, Grand Hyatt hotels. <laughs> they got more belts than the Belt Parkway. You know, so at this stage, the belt, the rank, and I don't mean to go off into this uh, uh, now. But no, go ahead, grandmasters. Talk about it. Um, talk about it, brother. Yeah, the significance, the true significance is lost. You know, you see a lot of guys with nice keys. That's nice. I think you should look nice and clean and neat. And, you know, I've always uh, enjoyed wearing nice keys. And, I've, uh, as you know, I design and sew and create a lot of my own keys. I've sewn for others 
I even made a road for Muhammad Ali years ago. Uh, wow. And uh, I've made, yeah, I've sold for different individuals, Bill Wallace, Nancy Anderson, Billy Blanks, uh, Jeff, Jeff Smith, a uh, few people. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm on keys. So what I'm saying is these instructors, yeah, they got the nice feet. But she haven't seen these guys on uh, on TV. They got the nice ski suits, you know, in the Olympics. Nice ski suits. They got the top of the line. And as they start down the slope, they fall and they roll down the whole slope, hitting trees and all kind of stuff. They had the look, but they didn't have the skills to go with the look. Yeah. So, you know, you got a lot of these guys out there with the belts. Big belts, nice belts, custom-made belts, but they don't have the skills or the knowledge. Or well, if they have it, they're not represented, and I'm not... Uh, trying to come down on anybody, but it, it's unreal. It's a martial arts. 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 It's a martial They are uh, talking bad about other people, whether they, you know, whether they know them or not, you know, talking negative about whoever. Excuse me, and I guess the purpose of that is to put others down so they can look like they're on top of the mountain. But as I said, this I, I can talk about this uh, for for hours. But um, getting back to what you were saying, getting older, it's been a blessing. I continue to train. Uh, by the grace of God, I'm still sharp. I'm still traveling internationally, doing my seminars, teaching, and uh, doing master classes, training master instructors. And I, uh, you know, I'm blessed to have been uh, able to inspire and continue, hopefully, to inspire and influence martial artists and people around the world to inspire them to get involved in the martial arts, get in shape, and if they are involved in the martial arts, to continue to push and take it to the next level and for the instructors to continue to grow, continue to create. But it's not just about the physical thing because I've gotten a few calls from instructors saying, oh, you know, the coronavirus is going around. Oh, I'm scared. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm and I told trust and foremost, you didn't know what was going to happen before the coronavirus, you didn't know what was going to happen in the next two minutes. I said, only God knows that. I said, the next thing, if you're living in fear instead of faith, then that means you have no faith. I said, and the next thing is if you are so-called master or grandmaster, what have you mastered? Have you only mastered the physical? So you got to a point where you could throw a nice sidekick straight up, 12 o'clock. You can uh, jump and turn and kick a life bulb out. You can break 50 boards. So is that what you base your mastery upon? Because it's supposed to be mind, body, and spirit. So now where is, okay, we talked about the spirit. Where's the mind where you have the calmness, where you have the confidence to know that this too shall pass, you know, the trials and tribulations of life, but you also have the triumphant. Where is your confidence to know that you know, the Creator has brought us through so much. Your confidence in your faith, should I say, that the Creator has brought us through so much up to this point. So what, what makes you think He's going to let you go now? Right. Unless you're not living right well, But uh, So the uh, let me just say, the physical, okay, we got the kicks and punches. But now that we're going through things, you got to be able to, you know, just uh, stay calm, stay 
focus. And I know it's rough for a lot of people, but worrying is not going to give you another day in life. That's it's true. It's not going to help you, you know. So, That's true. Yeah. Well, I remember a long time ago, we was on our way to, um, I think, uh, to Vegas, and I think it was on our way back, and I was de debating whether to, to stay with my full-time job or to break out and do my own, you know, open my dojo, and you told me, you say, well, you know, if you got a passion to do this, man, I think you should do it. I mean, when else are you going to get a chance to do something you love to do and you've been doing it for a while and you know you 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 told me this you say if you let somebody define you if you're in a fishbowl if you let somebody de define your pond they're going to make your pond smaller than their pond because they don't want you to have just as much in other words if you feel like you can do this go down and do it you know encouragement is your name you know really you know you have courage a lot of people you have also enlightened people to different things and taught different things but i do remember that conversation we had and it kind of made me look at it and say you know what i think i can do this and you said no i know you can do it and i remember we had some turbulence on the plane and you were so calm and i was like nervous shaking like a leaf you're like man shoot, i'm going to sleep so from that day i learned a valuable lesson and jesus went to sleep on the boat the rest of the Oh, my calm that day but I learned that everything ain't in your control and what's not in your control you just got to deal with what's in your control you know like you said you can't if you, you now you're flying what can you do you know you can't stop the plane you can't land it so you just have to relax and let be and let God and I remember that you know some, I have so many wonderful yeah ring the bell and do this for some extra peanuts you might as well enjoy while you're up yeah, your mom's will enjoy the ride, but I, like I said, I have so many wonderful conversations that we've had over the years. One of the things I, you know, um, wanted to ask you is that, you know, when you you are like when I seen you doing this this rollout, you know, I couldn't figure out what was you doing. How did you come with the concept of that 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 role like that? I mean, I mean, I actually I think you defy gravity when you do this, so I, I don't understand. I mean, I didn't understand it. You showed me a number of times, but how did you even come up with the concept of that? Where, where did that come from? Well, it's all done to those hidden strings. I got attached to no, no. Really. <laughs> um, oh, yeah? Well, I got to um, buy some of them. Where you get them at? Lowe's or Home Depot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what actually happened was, uh, you know, as a kid, I always liked enjoyed watching uh, movies with Tony Curtis, I think it was, with the circus acrobats. And, uh, you know, anytime I would see a circus show or whatever where they're on the trapeze or doing flips or the high flying and all that, I always gravitated to that stuff. Mm -hmm. I always enjoyed, you know, uh, I enjoyed seeing Superman fly. I said, man, I want to be able to do that. It's got to be a way to be able to fly. I'm going to invent the way that a human can fly. If an airplane, something that big can fly, a human should be able to fly. And 
didn't understand the uh, aerodynamics of all that or the bird with the wings. You know, I was just trying to create something different. Yeah. But uh, it kind of started with me. Uh, let me say this here, and uh, I'm going to go on record, and anybody who disputes this, uh, tell me to give you a call, and then I'll call them back, and we can talk about it. Okay, uh, okay. I know it's absolute fact. I am the one, when you see anybody doing a flying roll and he's diving over stuff, I'm the original person that started that because, as you know, back in the day in the 70s, early 70s, I would dive over, you know, five, ten knives at Madison Square Garden as part of my demonstration. I would dive over, you know, eight, nine, ten people's heads, uh, you know, with them doing a keep it out stance. I would run and dive or they would hold up uh, sickles and different weapons and I would dive over them. And I would do this a lot of times on a wooden floor. I've done it on the concrete floor outside. Uh, having a mat, that was like, forget it. I almost <laughs> was ready to dive off a building if I had mats. Yeah, yeah. The flying rollout and how I came about doing that is because, you know, in, uh, back in the days, and when I, the first person I ever saw I really do a roll roll was Dr. Moses Powell. And he was, uh, I think he weighed maybe about 210 then. I, you know, I was about eight years old, and he did this roll, and you couldn't hear nothing. It was like swoosh. And, you know, the the, the, the person commenting, he said, shh, listen for the sound. And you didn't hear nothing. Swoosh. I was so amazed with that. I said, I got to learn that. And that's what also inspired me to okay. want to train uh, the power. So, um, as I started training, I started learning some of the basic principles of the rollout, and I would practice it every day. I didn't have a mat, but I would practice it on my mattress, and then I would practice it if I could find some grass, because I lived in New York, wasn't much grass, so I would roll on the, on, on, uh, if I had a wooden floor in the gym in school, I will do that, but I would roll on my bed, yeah. or if I found grass, I would practice, but, uh, at age, around age 16, I happened to be sitting outside uh, my uncle's backyard faced Kennedy Airport. And you can actually see the planes taxiing and taking off and then coming in and landing on the runway and, you know, rolling to the gate. So that gave me the idea that if you run, which was like taxiing, taxiing and then you go up and then you fly and then you come down but you gotta have the landing gear so what was the landing gear the landing gear was positioning your arm in the right position and being able to support yourself so you don't collapse on your shoulder or your head and break your neck rolling your body into more of a ball so it's not like a square so when you roll it's like a, a ball just landing and it keeps rolling but okay. if it was a square block it would stop so I I didn't know much about physics as far as school, but I just had a common sense to know that if you make a ball and you keep that motion going forward, then it's going to take away some of the pressure of your body slamming into the ground. And if you time it right, just like the air uh, uh, airplane wheels hitting, if they were on lock and that plane touched down, that plane would flip over and crash. But the wheels, they touched down smooth, smooth, and they rolled. And then it taxis. So that's where my running came in. And then I dove up. That was my flying. Mm -hmm. And then as getting ready to land, uh, put out the 
landing gear, which was putting the arms in position, the head in position, the other hand in position, and roll and come up and smack out to absorb the shock, which was the emergency brakes, kind of the uh, uh, air cushion, uh, whatever you would call that. Yes, yeah, sir. Can't think of the name right now, but yeah, 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 yeah. Shocks, shocks. Okay. So, and uh, as I did it, I just got better and better, and always had an abs- you know, athletic uh, uh, ability. Or I had, I, you know, I was very athletic when I was younger. Yeah. So flips and turns. So I just put it together, and along with the creativity that the creator has blessed me with, I started doing the flying rolls. And Dr. Powell saw me do it one day. He said, "Wait a minute." He said, "Put it, put put two chairs over there." Sit down over those chairs. And he looked. He said, put three more chairs. <laughs> you know, because he wanted he wanted to, yeah. So I put four, and I ran and dove, and I, He said, I'll be damned. Wow. He said, he said, that's your thing. He said, you are the creator of that. You know, nice. He said, and he used to be fly, Robert. Fly and that song came out. Fly, Robin, fly. Yeah, 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 yeah. see that you know grandmaster cross and one other thing i I, i've seen you done that always amazed me too you got this thing you do with a jump rope or two jump ropes that i don't know if anybody ever do you have anything any program that somebody can actually purchase to get that when i seen you do that i couldn't believe what a good physical fitness program that could be it could catch craze all over the united states especially with people being in I, you know, I'm not trying to push you to do anything out there you don't want to do, but that jump rope ability that you got, man, this is far superior to, I, I would put it with any boxer, any anybody I've ever seen jump rope, but it's on a different level, the things you're doing with it. I mean, that's part of your creativity, I know, but is it any way somebody can maybe purchase that or, or get you to teach them that or something? Well, I have a very basic jump rope for beginners, but uh, I'm actually in the process of putting together something that's going to be more just teaching the average who you may know how to jump a little bit maybe not if you can jump if you can get one jump in there then you can learn how to do some of the uh, different things that I do with the jump rope I do a lot of kicks and transitions which also I have uh, cardio workouts I have workouts with the abs stretching the rope so I have uh, quite a few things that I'm let the cat out of the bag but I'm working on some things so I would just tell folks to stay tuned you know they can go on YouTube and pull my name up and okay. see, you know some you know clips of me doing some stuff but I have my own jump rope it's called the cross in jump fit jump rope 
And um, I've always, like I said, I've always been a very athletic individual. I've had a high level of athleticism and um, always looking to try something new. So the jump rope is something that I, I guess I fell in love when I saw Sugar Ray Robinson years, years, years back. Sugar Ray Robinson, and then I saw Muhammad Ali. You know, you see the different fighters, and I was always amazed with it. You know, and you know, and the guys coming up and being around a lot of these fighters, uh, like Muhammad Ali and uh, Sugar Ray Leonard and uh, uh, Wilfredo Benitez, who was uh, one of the first world champions from Puerto Rico at age 17. Um, uh, Tommy Hearns. I I to see these different individuals, and I've had the opportunity to train in the gym with a lot of them, or even work security for them. So I was around them, and it would inspire me to see them. Especially Roberto Duran, he was doing some stuff that was like crazy. Of course, Floyd Mayweather, he does some wild stuff too, you know, mm-hmm. with that rope. But uh, I wanted to take it to another level. Yeah, well, it, now, it definitely is. Yeah, I mean. It is it's fantastic, you know, and I well, you know, um I would love to have you back on the show again. I know you I know your time was limited and I don't want to um go past that, but um one thing I want to say before I get ready to get out, out of here is that if um anybody want to contact you um if they want, I don't know whether because I know you're a really private person, you know you're dynamic, but um you know, I want to give everybody an opportunity to go to YouTube or you have a any any particular site you want to like them to come to the they could e- they could email me because I'm building up my new website okay uh, uh, Robert at yahoo.com that's c r o s s o n r o b e r t at yahoo.com all right. And, uh, they can email me, and uh, I'm available for once this Corona thing is over. I'll be available again for international seminars and travels. And you know, I we couldn't get into all of it, but I also in my system it's a combination of boxing, karate, judo, aikido, jiu-jitsu, weaponry, tai chi, pia, acrobatics, and urban streetology self-defense. So, um, yeah. yeah. Well, well, man, I would be we'll looking. Yes, we will. I look forward to it if you have time. It's so short. But, guys, there you have um, world champion, 20-time world champion, Robert Sugar Carlson. He was um, here today on the guest. Not not, not ego tripping, but it's 24. I was going to go for 25 at the U.S. Open this year, but with the corona thing going on. So, you know, and I'm going for 25 at age 60. Wow, that's a testimony. And well, I'll tell you yeah. what, um, um, Grandmaster Carlson, I will be pleased. Promise to come back to the show again, and maybe we can have you for the whole hour. This is a very busy man, guys, and we was blessed for him to take some time out on Culture Play today. Thank you, Culture Play. I know you guys got the word out for me. Um, I don't know. I guess my it's gonna be blowing up here getting these calls to get in contact with him. But he already gave you his email address. Please call him. And you have been listening to the way with Grandmaster Robert Sugar Crossing. I'm Hunchy Henry Graves, and we'll be talking to you guys again. And thank you for your time, sir. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show today, brother. You know you welcome anytime, yeah. man. I'm looking forward to having you again. Well, yeah, definitely. Well, I'm getting ready to go in here and get some training in right now because uh, got to keep it going. Us. Keep going. Keep praying. Keep staying safe and not fear. God bless you. I'm out.
Us. God bless you. Peace. Yeah, guys, that was um, Grandmaster Crossing, and he was, um, you know, this is a wonderful guy, man. He would, he'll come out there, he'll do anything to help anybody at any time. Um, please try to, guys, give him a call, and you know, we'll we'll get something work out for you. He, I know he will, at any time. Oh, great, great, hey guys. Um, also, um, we lucky today. We got Grandmaster Lacey Green here with us. He's He's here today, and we're going to talk about some things with the Grandmaster today. And one of the things I want to talk about, um, he got something going on, guys. I don't know whether you know about this or not. It's a virtual karate tournament. And <clears throat> I know we've been one of the first to do it. A lot of people out there saying they was the first, but, you know, this man right here that took this grand, this, this thing to, to another level. You talk about a Grandmaster style doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let him talk about it. Um, uh, Grandmaster Lacey Green, um, please take it away, sir. Well, I sure appreciate you, and appreciate you, Grandmaster. And uh, you're welcome, I'm sir. I'm glad to be on, on the on the line with you today. Uh, yes, we are trying to uh, get this right here started. We're going to. As a matter of fact, we have already initiated the first steps and putting on one of the bigger virtual tournaments. This right here is going to be Virtual World Domination Series Martial Arts Championship. Yes. And what we're trying to do, we're trying to include uh, the most of what we did with physical tournaments, all but the sparring. So we're trying to take and include the, the greater parts of a martial arts championship. Yes, sir. And this is going to be done on uh, June 19th and the 20th of this year, 2020, to, to, uh, should I say 2020. Yes, sir. And we're going <laughs> to really see if we can have the 2020 vision. Yes, we definitely going to have 2020 vision, you know. Yes. Yes, sir. And, um, with, you know, with everything that you got going on, I, you know, some of the things that I see you got out there, you got something for virtually everybody. I mean, anybody that want to get involved in this, no matter the age, they can get involved as well as doing basic keyhole and kata, um, kabuto. I mean, it's for something for everybody, sir. You know, this is a wonderful yeah. thing you got going on. You know, you want to talk yes, a little bit about the, the the program? Yes, sir. Yeah, we uh, tried to include everyone. We tried to include the ones who love the hand and uh, art of uh, the traditional karate. Also, we included the open and contemporary, you know, even creative form. We are uh, doing the musical forms, the weapons of the kabuto. Trans. We have uh, two stages of it. That's uh, uh the traditional and also what we call the open weapons and we have the the uh, musical the musical tradition with open nice also we have team kata the team kata is one of the ones i, I like it it's the favorite I, it's one of my favorites yes and the reason is because you have to take and synchronize your movements that means that people have to be uh, a team oriented to really perform one well and also, they have to know the movements of the kata and the, and also what we call the uh, bunkai. Oh, wow. Bunkata. Well, and that right there is, is something that, you know, if, uh, if you, for instance, if we have a tie uh, with the team kata, they can go into the bunkai of the kata. And the one who describes the bunkai or the, or, the, or the real, what we call the application of it, they would probably take the lead over the ones that uh, probably don't know the bone guy. Yes, sir. 
Bunkai is very yeah, important. Well, tell me about yeah, that man. one. Tell me about the demonstration so division. The demonstration, the demonstration division is one that if you know technique, now for instance, the drill of a traditional dojo, the drilling of a teaching traditional dojo, uh, combinations with the hand and feet, stuff like that, not going in the pattern of a kata, you can demonstrate that and get graded upon that and okay. get a score. Okay. Wait a minute! You got a video entry? A, a video? You mean an an athlete, a karateka, can do a video and present it to the? Oh my God! That is definitely so different. However, the video won't be graded with the ones who are doing it physical and live that day. Yes. I got I got to play a little devil advocate here. So now, if I'm sending yeah. in a video, um, do it have to be um, time stamped like that week or that day, or it can't be like from two years ago? It had to be some kind of time stamp on it. it I'm it taking. Be, if we want to be fair, we need to take and do it. Okay. Uh, uh, for this tournament. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. You... It, it, it's got to be now. It's okay. Be now because we want you to be able to perform it now. You there know, you like go. That yes. And also, the, the reason why we're not doing it to compete with the ones who are doing it live because on a video, you can always fix mistakes. Yes. But in live, if you make a mistake in live, it's got to sit as it is. So it wouldn't be really fair gotcha put them on the same playing field. I got you. There you go. Yes. And what about some of the, the, the rules? I mean, can I just wear my sweatsuit or can I wear my cutoff shorts or, or what, what's some of the rules with that? Well, some of our rules and stuff for the virtual tournament tournament is you, to compete, you must be on the Gypsy Meet application. Okay. That's a free download for anyone and all, you can take it and do it off any device around your hand. The best thing about it is you have Okay. But you have to give yourself enough room, and we we uh we want to take and make sure that everyone has enough room so that you won't run out of room, so you get the fairest possible score. Yes. All players must be in uniform. Okay. If if a tweet T-shirt is part of your uniform and that you wear it most of the time at your tournament, you can take and wear that T-shirt, but it has to be branded or has the school logo on it. All righty. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. that's the biggest thing about it. Must have a suitable area to perform in. Yes, sir. Whether inside or outside, you got the, the, you know, you have the option of where you put it at, but we don't want you to endanger yourself or others that might be uh, looking at you around it. Yeah, there you go. So now I could do you weapons. Know? You said I could do Kabuto. I could do weapons. 
And uh, do yeah. it have to be a wooden weapon or do it do a, do a metal weapon or it don't matter? I mean, the biggest thing about, about doing weapons, you want to make sure that weapon is safe by far. Yes. And by doing that, you want to take and make sure that any, any blade weapon is not sharp, of a sharp nature, whether it's the comma of the, of the, of the, um, you know, sword, or even, even if it's, um, like the, 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 what we call the solo sword. Some people do, uh, with machetes. Okay. You know, and we don't want the machetes to be so sharp that you go around and you start cutting your skin or anything like that. But when you do these, uh, we don't want anybody performing bare back. You know what I'm saying? We don't want it with nothing. Yes. You know, yeah. you must have a uniform on because accidents do happen. And we'd rather for you to cut your, cut your G-top than to cut your skin. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I've seen, a, I've seen an event where a guy was using commas and he had to the chain or he had a rope on it and he went to, you know, going back and, and he, every time he hit himself, he didn't have no shirt on. You could see the red spot or the blood and it was a, it was a yeah. mess. It was a real mess. And I wondered why yeah. did he choose that particular weapon? Did he get nervous or did he lose his focus? But yeah, we, we, you, you know, that's, that's the way it is. When you're doing things like this, anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. You know, anything can happen. That's why, that's why, uh, they have to also uh, sign what we call a waiver and stuff to be in this tournament. The yes. waiver is mainly mainly to uh, you know satisfy the promoter's mind that uh, you are competent at what you're doing. Okay. And that that any degree of injury that comes off, you are in control of that. Yeah. Okay. You're in control of that that because we we, we want to know that the people are adequately trained for one thing. We don't want just people come off the street and try it because yeah. it's the wrong place to try it. it there you go. We talk about a world domination series. Here. Yeah, well, I mean, when we say a world domination, this is like taking it to another level. Is it any? Um, what what kind of wars are they getting? What kind of what what kind of the the, the things would they get for winning first, second, third, or whatever? What you got for them? Well, what we got we got, we got everyone that participates is going to get a medal. Okay. The ones that participate and win first, second, and third, fourth place are going to get those medals that say this first, second, third, and fourth place. The ones that are going going on right now, we're looking into even the, giving the first place a trophy. Okay. But one thing we know for a fact, fact and it, it might be appetizing for the most of us, the guys who are black belt and also black belt um, junior, the guys there, they're going to receive the junior black belts are going to receive the, the, the top, uh, what we call grand champion, is going to receive uh, $50 oh, nice. for uh, the grand champion. Okay. And the black belt uh, grand champion for that day in Chicago or anything anything like that will receive $100. Yes, sir. Sounds great. And uh, we got we, we to keep it on the same concept as a regular tournament. So that we won't lack anything except the sparring. Okay. And the sparring is just a real, real minor part of a tournament because we really look at the art first before we look for the camp combat. Yes, we do. We we look at that part of it and things like that also. But um, now, um, if they want to become part of the event. Is it a place or address they need to write to to get a hold of you? And what is the cutoff date? And how long do they have before they can, you know, do they register ahead of time? How do, how do they, you know, in other words, how will we get in contact with you to, to get this 
going and get your list going and all of that? Well, the most we want to do, we want to take and get 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 ahead. We want to be finished uh, about on the tenth of June. We want okay. all payments okay to be in tenth of June, and that that's so we can see what you're going to be competing in, and we can get get them really distributed at the rings that we're going to be running. Yes, sir. We're going to be. Uh, attempting six rings at this time and we'll be going through about two dry shoots before we go to the original date. Yes, sir. The Friday, the Friday night uh, uh, competition would be mainly breaking, self-defense, and also uh, King Kata. King Kata, we're going to see if we can squeeze another one in there, but we're going to try to get those on that Friday, and then the individuals we're going to try to take and run on that Saturday. Okay. The ones on, on the Friday is going to start about 1 o'clock in the evening, and that would give everybody enough time to prepare and everything that morning so they can come and perform that, that afternoon. Yes, sir. And this- then on uh, the Saturday, we're going to be starting at 11 o'clock. Okay. The 11 o'clock time frame would give us plenty of time just in case we run into a trouble. Or something like that doing, we'll have time to make adjustments and finish at a, at what we call, a, you know, an adequate time. Now, now this Jitsi Meet, is that J-I-T-S-I-M-E-E-T, Jitsi Meet? Yes, sir. Okay, That's so. exactly what you And then they would look that up That's on the PlayStation? They look at the PlayStation or the, or, the, or the iPhone app store, and they can download it as a free download or... Whatever I don't know whether it is or not, but I don't think it costs anything. But then they can download and they can uh, actually put it on their their mobile device and they can shoot it on their mobile device, computer, or yes, the, or the, or the, or the iPad. On the, on the desktop computer, if you go on the the laptop computer, if we go on your your phone. Wow. And uh, your cell phone, and okay. it also goes on your tablets. Great, great. Seems seem like this can. You know what? This right here. I know we talked about this one time before, but it seemed like. It's going to be a worldwide phenomenon because I know we we can have people from all over the world participate in this. And um, if they have adequate devices, they can participate on it as far as Europe, uh, maybe even as far as China. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna contact some of my friends from out of the United States, and we're gonna make sure that they become part of this. I think they will love it. And maybe they will want to um, get a hold of you and think about hosting their own, and we could do an international world domination thing here. How about that? That'll be great. <laughs> All you have to do is contact me. That's contact right. Me by my, my mail. Yeah. My mail. My uh, I should say my phone. Uh-huh. My phone is nine one zero three six four two four one two. Or they can e- email us either at your email. Which one is that? There, your man. Oh well, my email address is. Um, H-U-R-T-Y-A the number 2 at AOL.com that's hurtyour2 at AOL.com but you know Grandmaster like I'm going to tell you after I look at your package it made me want to reevaluate how I want to do things because you taught me something that day guys this the, the way this is setting up to be I'm thinking every everyone in the United States that's into martial arts that like competition they're going to want to be a part of this and be a part of this this event because it's going to be unlike I, I, anything you ever seen. I'm not just saying it to say it. I'm saying it because I mean it. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And um, and, and your email address, Grandmaster Lacey Green. 
My email address is lionhead, that's L-I-O-N-H-E-A-D, 1957 at gmail.com. All right. And so, I mean, that's where we can get people to, to come contact you and get the information from you because this event that you hold it on June 19 and 20th is a two-day event, guys. Check this out. It's a two-day event. And we're going to have breaking. And I already know some of my breaking friends that are world champions. They already told me they can't wait to get on there and get and, and get exposed because a lot of them um, haven't been doing anything. And they've been breaking into schools and stuff like that. So they they waiting at the bit to show you how good they are in a breaking competition. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're going to probably... Sir? Yeah. Yeah. The great thing about it, the breaking, now the breaking will be evaluated especially on uh, either live, on live, we're going to have a breaking set, breaking one that, that they do breaking on uh, on that day. Yes. If you're breaking on that day, we're going to evaluate all the breaking that day that's done live. Okay. And well, then we're going to, if they send in any uh, video, video, we're going to take it. They can also evaluate those, but the ones who do it live, they'll be evaluated right at that time in the best break that day. The one who was first place in breaking, he will also be grand champion that day. Wow. And he'll receive $100, especially if it's a black belt category. Wow. You know, this is going to be really big. I don't even think it's so much about the money. It's about the title, and it's about just going about out there. The yeah, going out there and doing something also. Because as you know, you and I, we have got enough first places, enough championship titles and all of that. It don't even phase us anymore. We do it because we love to do it. But the the, the, imp right. the important thing is about the young kids that's coming up. One thing I want to um, ask you about this because um, I, this is very near and dear to my heart because I see it happen to the great masters all the time. They train students and their students end up walking away from them for a shiny penny and going somewhere else but they think that there's there maybe they feel that their instructor is irrelevant anymore you know it's a shame that they think that um you got to be 25 years old and you you're, you're going to be the better martial artist than if you are at 55 or 65 because talent i think is one thing but knowledge and how to do something properly is to is totally something different you know yeah, one thing I can take and say about that, my teacher, Master No Yoki Nakachi, I've had several great teachers, uh, Lee Williams, uh, I've had uh, 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 Damon Hansen, I've, I've had uh, my uh, Victor Moore. Oh, oh yes. I've had uh, come for, you know, different things. I've did uh, kickboxing, uh, Muay Thai. Yes, sir. Over in Europe, and I was a European lightweight like heavyweight champion over there. Yes, sir. But one thing he told me, one thing my Yogi Natachi told me, he told me, if you are a great teacher, it's different than being a great fighter. Yes. A great fighter can probably show you how to do a technique, but a great teacher can teach you how to do that technique perfectly. Wow. And also a great teacher can be in a wheelchair. Yes. And he can use his mouth to, to, to take and illustrate so vividly that you can see exactly what he's talking about. Yes. And if you have, if you accommodate it with the skill, the adequate knowledge of it, you can take and perform that technique. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so a teacher never loses his ability to teach. Yes. There you <laughs> and go. The older the teacher, the older the teacher, the more wisdom and things that he can do because he's went 
yes. or something like that, which is trying to get experience mm-hmm. teaching. Where this right here, you're talking about 30, 40 years. I've been a, a black belt now, I say about maybe 40, 42, 43 years. Wow. And that is super. I'm, uh, 53 years into martial arts now. Yes, that's super. I mean, that's, that's, uh, people sometimes that dedication like that don't, you know, go and last a long time because some people get involved in it to get that black belt and after they get it, they, they, they think they have achieved everything and then they kind of walk away from the door being open to receive the knowledge. You know, I think that's a, um, that's, that's not good. That's like, you know, um, that's not good. Yeah, that's getting, not good at all because the benefits of martial arts is learned for a lifetime. For a lifetime. Matter of fact, it's a lifetime teach. Yes, and the deal is you make adjustments to be being flexible in life depending on your health, depending on and it it, it helps you live longer. It helps you to, uh, take and handle stress a whole lot better. I was in uh, three wars. I was in three wars when I was in the military. Wow, uh, one with two conflicts and everything, and then Desert Shield, Desert Storm. And I think if I hadn't have been at the mindset as being in the martial arts that I was, that I would have really had a problem with my PTSD at that time, you know? Well, I thank right, you, sir, right, for your service. First, with it. first and, and foremost. And it is a blessing that way. Yeah. <laughs> first and foremost, I thank you for your service. And, you know, a lot of people want to do it, and a lot of people can't do it, and a lot of people won't do it. But you, you know, you gave. You know what I mean? And you went out there and you shared, and you know. And it's, it's, it's very important to understand that at, as a warrior class, we look at things differently, you know. And the older we get, we don't see the same thing that a young martial artist see when they look at some potential students. We see that gift in all the students. They all have that, that ability to become. But some of them look at him and say, oh, he's too clumsy. I don't want you in my dojo. Well, I think, give me that clumsy guy. I want to work with him. You know, I yeah. want to get him better. He's going to try harder. Yeah, he's going to try hard. He's going to try a whole lot harder. And we, with, have, we have guys what, what have agility because of their youth. Yeah. And the agility comes with the balance and stuff like that. They're they're quick adjusters. Yes. And they take advantage of the thing because it's physical. Yeah. But they get the physical, physical physicality of it, but they don't get what we call the, the spirit. Yeah. You know, so we, we get to a point where we got a completely physical guy that doesn't have any discipline for one. No, no discipline. And they don't develop the honor code. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Bushido. And so we have what we call uh, not a renegade. I don't want to see renegade. Well, Ronan? Ronan? Someone who's really disconnected with those parts yeah. that really make us martial artists. Yes. Yeah, that that's the difference. It's a difference between being a kicker and a puncher. Oh, definitely. Uh, somebody who would do it uh, look good than to be a martial artist. Uh, you uh, know? Uh, yes, yes. But by by all ways, total commitment. <laughs> total commitment, mind, body, and spirit. You know, they say fall down seven, get up eight, and and that means every time you fall down, you get back up. You know, a lot of us have falls in life. But being a martial artist has been one of the greatest joys in my life. And I know we closed yeah. up right now. I'm sure your dojo closed up. And we want to do the right thing when we reopen with our kids and our students and, you know, with ourselves. And, you know, we're going to get yeah. back to that one day. But when that happens, that's a good thing. And I'm always out there trying to find a new way to keep, you know, teaching and keep enjoying the experience. Yeah. 
And just like you, you know, you got the um, online classes you're doing and you got the students, yeah. you know, looking at it that way. And they realize how much you care for them because see, you offered it to them. Some schools does not offer them anything. They just, well, we'll see you when we get back. Or, you know, some of them are hasty trying to get back too quick and things like that. Yeah. But to each their own, I'm not yeah. judging nobody. You know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, all I'm saying is we want to be safe when we get back to it. But this Virgil Karate is not going to go away, Grandmaster. We hear now. Normal. Yes, it's, it's, it's not going away. Yeah, and you can learn. You know, they used to do a DVD. You put the DVD or a VHS tape in there and learn Tybo, like from Billy Blanks or somebody like that. Now you can go on Jitsi Meet or Zoom and do the same thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah, and be live doing it, you know? You don't come by that every day. You're talking about guys who who wear the red black the one what I'm talking about red over black belt. Yeah, ten degree black belts and stuff like that that you can that you can study yeah. with some of the masters. Yes, sir. Grandmasters that you may never have a chance to meet with. You can do this worldwide. People can come to your your dojo. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. They can come to your dojo yeah, through the yeah. Amazing. Ain't that amazing? <laughs> And they can get to meet you and talk to you and, you know, get back with you after the, 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 the session is over and write you, get private classes and private lessons and, you know, communicate. I'm saying this is this is a whole, as Andy Griffith used to say, this is big. This is real big, Andy. This is big. Yeah, oh, yeah. So we on. And, um, 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 you know, every time we get together and talk, the time is so short. Um, this is... Uh, this is Grandmaster Lacey Green. He's in um and and, you're, and um he's in North Carolina, and he's up there in Lumberton. Yep, he's up there, and and his school is the Thunder. I, I remember listening to your when I called you. Say you have entered the Thunder Zone. And I'm like, man. I'm like, my goodness. <laughs> I want to be there, Jack. I want to. I want to get into the Thunder Zone. <laughs> I, I want to be a part of that. You know, you make it sound so exciting. You know, like woo. You know, I'm like, whoa, man, this is great. So, you know, we've had him on the just show. Like that, just like that sounds exciting. I believe this tournament is going to turn out to be a little more exciting than we can take a really see. Yeah. To experience this tournament is going to be something that adds a thing to your aspect in life that's going to go with you uh, from now on. Yes. And that's why we're going to take an award to people who, who join with us with a beautiful certificate also. Yes. That they can frame and remember this for a long time. For a long time. Okay, well, thank you for being on the show today. And we're running out of time. I got like a minute and like 15 seconds left or something like that. Yes, sir. You know, but um, you, I'm, I'm so happy that you took time out of your day and spent a piece of that time with me because I know you're a busy man. You, you got a lot of things on your plate right now trying to make this martial art world a better place for everybody and I thank you so much sir you have a blessed day and God bless you you too sir us 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 that was Grandmaster Lacey Green and he took time out to be on the show with us today and I'm so proud to have him be a part of it today thank you guys out there for um, tuning in um, on Culture Play and being a part of the whole thing you know the whole experience I want you to know that um, I want you guys to all be safe. Um, don't be in too much of a hurry to get on out there. You know, take your time. Remember what's going on, what's around us, not to live in fear. 
you know, but to always put God first. But, you know, don't be reckless in anything you do. You know, do it to your best ability. And remember, to help someone is to help yourself.